See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. Oh my gosh, we are back on air once again for the one, the only, often imitated, never duplicated, slow robot go go Wow, that was a really like, oh yeah, look how great we are. Sorry, everyone. Sometimes my ego gets out of control. Yes. And this is the show dedicated to B through Z grade movies. Uh... Got some real interesting choices this week, and let me tell you, up for next week, a first, but I'll talk about that a little bit later, we will start the show as we always start the show. What I watched this week, I start off, well, I, of course, I watched the, a twofer for this week, you know, and I was like, well, you know, I, I went through those pretty quick and uh, tried to make some mental notes. It was a good time. I watched The, the Black Hole, which is a Disney movie. From back, I want to say 78, 70, like, eh, maybe later, maybe 81. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It was a, it's a space drama thing that, uh, the the one thing, I watch it quite often. I enjoy it. It's a great movie. I have it on, on ni- a real nice DVD. Um, and it's one of those, like, I, it's a well-made sci-fi movie. A little cheeseball, but it's a Disney movie. You know, like the, the, the. Some of the some of the uh, uh, robotic help is a little odd, you know, or a little bit like kind of a, 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 va- a weird attempt at comic relief. But it's a very it's a fun movie. I like it quite a bit. Interesting premise, uh, you know. So one of the, my first memories, and this is the fu- this is the funny part about this movie. Uh, my mother and father used to take us to movies a lot, and and they like really, they really liked you know sci-fi stuff. They liked uh, Star Wars. They they took us to Close Encounters and a drive-in, one of the oldest drive-ins in the country, Shankweilers, up by uh, Orfield, Pennsylvania. For those of you in the know, I think it's still there. I hope it is. It's it, it is labeled as like the oldest one or one of the oldest in the in the country, uh, probably the world. I don't know. Uh, maybe not the world. That's that's a stretch. But whatever. So, I I I want to say my mom took me and my sister to this, the black hole, the Disney movie, and I, and it's I think from what I remember this and now, you know, a, a kid's brain doesn't quite retain reality, but little snapshots. I remember us going to the Lehigh Valley Mall and going to see this movie and. I remember coming home and my mom was furious that she took two kids to a movie where a big scary red robot grinds up a, a human with its rotating blades. Um, I'm sure she was probably mad because I was overreacting as a little kid, frightened or crying or who knows. I don't know. Let's just say the day didn't go well. Um, I know my mom doesn't listen to this show, but... Just putting it out public, you know, publicly now. I'm gonna come out and say, Mom, it, it, it wasn't your fault. You you had the good intentions. It was, it's on me if that I couldn't handle the crazy red robot with his spinning death blades. Boy, if she knew what I watch now, she'd be like, maybe she put, maybe she started me down this path. Who knows? The wet, the brain is a intricate web of stupidity, always trying to recorrect itself. 
and it never works right. So, uh, if you haven't seen it, you know, and if you're like one of those, I hate Disney, well, get over yourself and go, and make sure you check out uh, The Black Hole. It's a really, it's a fun, good movie. I mean, early, not early sci-fi, my God, I mean, the stuff I love to watch most is the 50s and 60s sci-fi movies, because there's no basis in reality in those, which is what I love the most. This one's kind of cool, you know, and it has a lot of a lot of stuff we've seen before, but it's a, it's a good story. I really like it. This is actually one... I'm not a super fan of it, but I was thinking as I was watching this, and I was like, this one could could be um, not reboot, but just just have it uh, a re or like redone in uh, with modern technology with CG and not over CG, but you know some CG. If you remade this movie now, exact remake, and just you know like modernized everything, I think that would be a pretty slick looking movie. Again. I'm not really big into that, and I don't see it. It's not a super need for it, but it is, uh, you know, you could knock the 70s sheen off of it. Uh, okay, then I watched one, The Devil Commands. And uh, this uh, this must have been a uh, a birthday gift. In fact, I know it was a birthday gift from uh, from Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown. And a uh, fun movie, good movie. This one was from 1941, um, and it was a, a Boris Korolev um not a young Boris. I don't know if Boris Karloff was ever young, but you know, it, it was a really cool, crazy sci-fi or crazy mad scientist kind of thing. You know, long story short is he's doing these experimental things with an Iron Maiden head. It looks really not not like Iron Maiden the band, uh, and now Stern Pinball Machine. I mean, like Iron Maiden, like those like where they close it around you. But he's testing out with elect with like electricity to read thought patterns and it, and it does these little things but then his wife dies in a car accident and he loses his brain because like his 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 experiment like he comes back after his wife's dead and she's put in the ground and the 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 lab starts tracing out her thought pattern again so now he's like oh wow this is like oh uh, this is my wife trying to talk to me you know so then he Kind of gets a little... They show him being more and more disheveled and more and more insane. And then he, he goes to a medium. And uh, and she she says, well, I'll help you. He, he knows all of her tricks. But then he, she's like, well, I'll, you know, I'll help you. I can... You know, he's like, you might be more in tune than you think. Even though you're a sham artist, you know. So she, like, become... Not... not he's not... She, she, he loves his wife so much he can't bear to be without her. And he... So he's like, oh... You know, I, he's using him and this lady like go to another place. He sells everything, and he just starts trying to communicate with the dead to talk to his wife. And like, then he starts stealing bodies as a way of like the con. They have to like have a conductors of electricity through these through these brain wave to to help these brain waves come you know come through to manifest themselves. It's a good movie, uh, you know. I gotta tell you, you know, sometimes these ones from the '40s are a little bit, uh, a little like the '30s and '40s. Now, I'm not saying this isn't a blanket statement, but sometimes they're a little bit clunky and and uh, and a little bit weird. You know, they're too. They're, it's too. Our world has changed too much for a lot for some of it. Some of it's really still awesome, you know. And and this one falls into the definitely a good movie category. You know, I. Uh, you know, this is something I would say go out and go check it out. Uh, he he's of course you know, has a great performance. 
Um, a little bit of that, you know, high pants, fast talking kind of stuff. You know, hey, yeah, what are you guys? I mean, you know, the cops get involved, and the devil, you know, oh my god, not not enough horned devil, you know, you know that I like I like my devil to be like flaming devil, you know, and this is uh, I don't mean like fabulous flaming, I mean like ah ha ha, and I have a pointy tail and goat legs, like Manos. No, not like Manos. Nothing should be like Manos, um, but fun stuff. I would uh, definitely recommend The Devil Commands. So, if you're listening out there, Dr. Morbius, thank you for the belated, uh, belated thank you for the birthday gift or Christmas gift. I don't know. My brain, you know, it might have been a repackage, but that's okay, too. I don't care. It was still sealed, so that, that means it's new to me. Uh, then I, I went down the, the Netflix, or maybe it was Prime. No, I think it was Netflix. I, I went down a, a twofer. I almost did these for the show, but then I was like, eh, I don't know if there's enough for the show. Uh, I watched one called The Cybernator, and there, <laughs> now that Netflix, like, I I have my own uh, slow, it's called Slow Robot, uh, it, it has its own profile on Netflix, so when you launch that one, well, let's just say usually it's saying, hey, I know something that you're going to watch, here's Cybernator, or here's Atomic Punk Women, or here's anything by that freaking trauma, you know, and I'm like, eh, okay, you know, like, I'm a, I'm a country rube, I just fell off the turnip truck, and I'm just like, you're right, Netflix, this will be a rousing, awesome hour and a half tale, usually not, um, but I do watch a lot of them thinking, well, this might be show material, this might be whatever, uh, Cybernator, I don't even remember it, really, it was one of those that kind of, I don't know. There, 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 there is so many inept, awesome B movies that 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 like don't have any business being made, but they got made, and I watch them, and I go, eh, why not? You know, I don't. I, I I think my pain threshold for these kind of movies is really really high, and uh, then I'll watch them and laugh and just I don't know. They don't bother me. I, I the more boom mics I can see, the better. That's the way I figure it. And then. uh what are they, the Bronx Executioner? Now this was this is the last one that I'm going to get into our movies for this week. Uh, the Bronx Executioner. Wow, it was it, it, Italy in the 80s. Like, just thought by putting Bronx in the title would like make it popular or something. I don't know. Or they thought the Bronx looked like bombed out portions of of Italy. I don't know from what war, but I mean they're always they're, they're always in like these rubble, you know, and they're always. Uh, just like in this mess. So this, 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 the Bronx Executioner was like kind of a Terminator ripoff, but kind of not. It was kind of sad because part of it was set in this old Italian, like, like mansion, you know, and and you can tell that they're filming in like what was once a mansion. So it has all those trappings of like marble and columns and just walkways that are gorgeous but they're just falling apart and disheveled and you go wow that's that's sad to see that you know um it, it was very like and it also made me think a lot about uh, escape the bronx with henry silva and uh, i forget who else that was uh, escape the bronx is one of those movies i've watched that way too many times that's a totally different movie but uh it's so stupid. I just love. I love it, you know. And this one, this one wasn't enough of anything. It, there was. It, it was like the tale was like 
this and this is the part of the problem like the tale is kind of the framing device is that there's a young rookie cop and they dropped him into the Bronx and that's how his first duty if he if he lives through this then he can be a, a sheriff and you're like wait what is this now and then so he lands there and then there's like uh there's this guy who's like oh I'm he was the, he's the existing sheriff he's like ah oh, you, you're not gonna live long out here and the deal is there's cyber there's cyber uh, like um, completely cybernetic people and then there's humanoid people and they're fighting they're they're, they're like broken robots at different levels you know and uh but they look like people you know so don't worry about that uh and and then then they like fight over like they just have like skirmishes and the guy's like don't you ever interfere you know your job is just to be a police officer and he kills the guy and gets the sheriff's badge and then uh and then our hero in in, in the biggest air quotes in the world immediately joins the guy that dagar who is this the guy the leader of the humanoid cyber guys not the cybernetic human i don't know just it was a mess and and uh i don't know it's just a lot of driving around they had deserts and a dune but and they had uh, some dirt bikes which were some pretty righteous dirt bikes i always liked the 70s and 80s dirt bikes i don't know like modern ones are way better don't don't get me wrong i'm not saying that i just think they're cooler like they just didn't have things right back then so they just i don't know i would love to get my hands on like a nice late 70s early 80s like Yamaha, Enduro, or YZ, and just uh, just drive around like I was king shit, even though people would be like, look at that old guy on that old motorcycle, what a fool. I'd be like, yeah, I don't care about it. So there you go. Uh, th- I that would, not, that would not be a recommend. I don't. Italy has a long history of knocking stuff off, movies-wise, I mean. Uh, they, they jumped on the wagon with the, boy, the Star stuff, the, the Star Wars rip-offs. And the sword and sandals ripoffs, and the, they just kind of their film industry was slamming. They were trying to be like China, but for the film industry. I don't think it succeeded. I don't know where the profit would that would that would come in for that part, but maybe I mean they made these things made money. I don't know. They're um, pretty rough, but eh, what are you gonna do? All right, we're gonna take a trailer break, and then when we come back. Uh, I'll tell you what. I have one that's like. We're gonna do the we're gonna do the true B movie first. Then we're gonna be one that's just not kind of not a good movie. All right, we'll be right back. Here's some here's some awesome trailers to make your brain think about stuff. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world, she walks into mine. God help the fuzz if they tangle with the dirt gang. The Dirt Gang. They'd scare the devil right out of hell. And when they hit town, they had just one thought in mind. Tear it to shreds. The Dirt Gang. When they turned their choppers loose, any fuzz who flashed a badge was liable to get a face full of tread marks. And a 250-pound bike shoved right where it hurts the most. If you've ever wondered what kind of men get their kicks ripping off everything in sight, see the Dirt Gang. If you've ever wondered what kind of chicks do anything just to go along for the ride, see the Dirt Gang. If you've never seen a chopper death duel, see the Dirt Gang. Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. Look out, Fuzz. Here comes the Dirt Gang.
Dr. Evil, you look very toyed. Yes, toyed like a tiger. Yes, yes, yes. Really? Yes, you look like a macho man. Village people. Are you going to buy me a drink? How about coming for a ride? Not here. It's no good here. At first, the police thought the girl had been hacked to pieces by a sex maniac. But now, investigation reveals much more. The terror they are hunting is something less than human. More monster than man. This girl wasn't born. She was assembled piece by piece from living human flesh. The killer took her apart the same way. This is what nightmares are made of. Scream and Scream Again with Vincent Price, Christopher Lee, and Peter Cushing is the ultimate in horror shock that will make you scream and scream again in color. Rated M. Then they slapped this bulletproof vest on me and gave me a gun. <laughs> but what if he shot you in the face? What if he shot me in the face? That's a risk we were willing to take. Where Westworld stopped... Future World begins. Future World, offering fantasy, sensuality, and adventure. Complete satisfaction guaranteed. Entrance fee, $1,200 a day. Exit fee, your life. Peter Fonda, Blythe Danner, Arthur Hill, and Yul Brynner as the gunslinger in Future World. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested. It's your old pal, Krusty, for my new pork sandwich, the Clogger. If you can find a greasier sandwich, you're in Mexico. <laughs> uh, if you can find a greasier sandwich, you are in Mexico. I love Krusty the Clown. Uh, okay, now on to the show, as they say. Uh, this week, I have a double feature, like always. And uh, I'm going to start out with 1995's City Dragon. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll preface this by saying this is a movie I know quite well, uh, only because in 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 my before life, a uh, long time ago, me and a friend of mine, Oliver Klozov, uh, ha- we were we were uh, doing public access, you know, and uh, we were both fans of Mystery Science Theater, and we both loved all these crazy old B movies. So for seven years, a short short run of seven years the the studio closed otherwise i'd probably still be doing the show um we would take these old b movies cut them down to a couple scenes drop the sound out completely and then re edit them with our own scripts and with our own sound effects so you know if there's a jukebox playing it played like punk music and and the the (laughs) when you listen to it now our show was not very politically correct. I think we were we fed off of each other, and some of those scripts are pretty rough. I think they're funny, but I don't know. They're not not made for this world anymore, sadly. Uh, and one of the movies we watched as a candidate was 1995's City Dragon. Um, and it didn't it didn't we didn't get to do it for the show, you know. We had a we'd screen these things and screen these things and then if it just wasn't funny enough or if the dialogue didn't flow right we just couldn't use it you know we 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 had a lot of really great stuff CC and Company 
Uh, you know, we we used a, we had a lot of really uh, teenagers from outer space, but this one was just one of those that was just too kind of I don't want to say garbagey, but just too n- like nothing worked. It didn't work well, so we just ditched it. This is a kung fu movie, and it's it is the lowest of budget, low budget. You know, and I'm sure this was filmed for like forty eight bucks. I don't know. Uh, there's the writer and the director and the producer and the star are the same three or four people. You know, that's one of those deals. I do remember when I was, because at the same time I was doing the the TV show, I was also in martial arts. I was a you know getting a black belt, and they knew how much I loved um, um, kung fu movies because I watch I watch a lot of kung fu movies. I have a lot of kung fu movies. And they were always like, you should make your own kung fu movie. And then for your, my little pea brain was like, yeah, I could do that. And you know what happens? This is what happens if you listen to those people saying, you should make your own kung fu movie. Because it's terrible. Like, this, this is such a strange, pointless movie. And, it's, and they tried. I mean, they did try. This isn't like the room level of stupidity. But it was just like... The, they had ideas, and they and they and they were trying, you know. And and that's that's part of that's good. I, I'm not I'm not gonna totally bag on this movie. Trust me, it's not good. The acting is not good. Um, the martial arts are okay. I'm I'm guarantee, I guarantee these guys were friends with the. There was a dojo involved. You know, a couple of the a couple guys from a dojo were either their friends or they knew enough that they could do something. This isn't like. Um, China-based kung fu martial arts, or you know, it's this is basically like, oh, I'm walking out with some ice cream for my pregnant girlfriend, and a and and th- five people surround him saying, hey, I say, give me your ice cream, and then they start fighting. You know, it's almost like as if you took an early '80s video game and said, well, let's use this plot. One guy punches your girlfriend, walks off screen, now you're fighting the rest of the day. And that, that's kind of how this goes. It, it devolves, there's little, like, like bacon bits, like plot bits. And there's not there's not a strip of nice, crispy plot. It's it's kind of like processed, fake plot bits. Have you, if you eat bacon bits on a salad, you're like, this doesn't taste like, this tastes like, does it taste like gravel? I don't know. It's I get it. It smells like bacon, so it must be kind of bacon. Well, that that's this has chunks of plot, like gravelly plot. Not like it's not like plot plot. Like not like a, like a strip of bacon. It's like a it's like a just little tiny fake soy based plot chunks sprinkled in throughout stupidity. That's how. That's what I'm gonna go with. You know. Um, and and so the plot is basically. You know, Ray, um, MC Kung Fu is what he goes by. That's his name. Um, and the director and writer and everything is Filthy Phil Phillips. Now, Filthy Phil Phillips is very pr- proud of his filthy, spelled with a PH. And basically, Filthy Phil Phillips uh, was a, wanted to be a 90s rapper, I think. I don't know. It was uh, so filthy. Phil and Stan made this screenplay, and then just kind of scraped together whatever they could and made this movie. You know, and uh, you know, MC Kung Fu kind of is driving a Corvette, a '90s Corvette. Oof. 
And, uh, you know, so that gets him lots of action with women. So he'll, you know, there's a sex scene with a woman that he meets at a, at a strip club. And then, and then he, he like, he leaves a note saying, well, baby, that was a great weekend, but I got to go. And he would do some kind of rap. And then, uh, and then he'd, he'd meet some girl on the way out of there. And she's like, Oh, you're, you're so slamming. And then he'd have sex with her. Um, he was very cut. I mean, the guy's in great shape. He did weightlifting a lot. I can tell that. Um, and, uh, you know, they just, so basically then he settles down, he meets the right woman, you know, and, and he has two, two, his friends, Filthy Phil and John Williams or, uh, Rick, you know, they're his kind of his buddies and they just are there for kind of comic relief, kind of to make the move thing, move, make the movie move forward a little bit at sometimes, um, so he meets this girl and he falls in love and no, this is the one and they kind of have some stuff with that. Then she's pregnant and then there's this broken scene where she's talking to her dad and he's like, dad's like, I could have been a, a famous artist or a musician, but, but I had a, I had you and that ruined my life. And then she's like, well, I hate you. And then he's like, good, I hate you too. And then he leaves and I was like, what was that scene for? I don't even understand it, whatever. So then he's, then she's, his his girlfriend Tina, who he's madly in love with, uh, she she's also she's currently in a an abusive relationship, and this is where the white man looks kind of like the devil. I mean, she's uh, this is a you know this is kind of a, not I don't want to say black exploitation, but it's I don't know it's it, I can't say it's like a black movie. It's kind of like whatever. It's it it is a lot of black influence, but I don't see it as a black movie. This is just a a like it. Would, it doesn't have like that Spike Lee like I hate white people on it. It's just kind of like a I don't know. It's just some black people, some white people, mostly like the guy, the gangs that attack our hero are, are mostly like Latino gangs. <laughs> so I was hoping that like Mike Murr and the Suicidal Tendencies would like come jumping out and start beating him with skateboards, but that didn't happen. I don't think they had the money for that. I wish they would have had the money for that. That would have been awesome. So anyway, the white guy who's dating Tina. Like he slaps her around and he's very overbearing and then finally like she's like I'm I I'm leaving you because she hit him he hit her and then and then she's like she's like I'm leaving you and then she then uh, Ray or MC Kung Fu starts you know laying down his his smooth talk and finally she's like oh I love you and then oh whoops I'm pregnant and then uh you know then you know her brother Crazy Town I forget what Crazy's name was John it was John I think it was John actually. So then John is like, no, you're still my woman. I'm going to beat you up. And and they start fighting. They, there's a lot of him being like the, the the master of a... He's not like the Cobra Kai. He's just like... He has like friends around him that fight for him sometimes. I don't know where they come from or go to. He's always standing there. And then they'll come out of a club. And then there's 20 guys. And then, and then, and then, and then, and then MC Kung Fu beats them up. And then... And it's just John again, and you're like, "Well, where where where'd those people come from? Who are those guys?" You rent a rent some cronies, I guess. Rent a crony. It's a famous. It must be a famous uh, California uh, thing. Rent a crony. So so and and at one one of these fights, filthy Phil McFilter Filson Philface gets stabbed in the guts by the switchblade. So now he's like, "Oh no, I'm in the hospital." And I'm I'm not dying, and I sound like Norm Macdonald for some reason. And then so he's in there, and then. Then MC Kung Fu's like, this is really serious, you know. And then John's being a jerk, and then and he goes to work after this fight, 
and he murders everyone there, and you're like, what? What are we watching here? What is this? You know? And then the cops come in, and he's like, and the cop. This was probably one of the broken, most most broken, worst scenes, because this guy, John, killed his three coworkers, and and the police arrive, and it's just one guy, one cop, and he's dressed like he just came from an interview in the 90s. So you can imagine what that looks: shoulder pads and Jerry curl everywhere, and he's. He has a gun. He's like, "Go ahead, make my day. I want to murder you. Ha ha! I love murder, and murder is gonna be great." And, and then he's like, "Let me kill you." And then the guy's like, "No, I'm I'm just gonna go to jail." And he's like, "Ah, oh, they never let me murder him." And you're like, "I don't know who you're. Who are you? What is this?" Like, there's not even like you can't even tell he's a cop. So it's kind of like, okay, weird. So now John's in a mental institution, and then you know MC Kung Fu has stopped banging around, and now he's he's wearing a, a suit um but it's you can still see his mighty pectorals and uh and he's he, now he's working because he's got to you know care for his family now he has a wife and, and soon to be daughter and there's a montage of him playing in the swings with her and i was like i oh, get this out of here so then uh so now now he's in there and his boss is like ooh, now his boss is sexually harassing him and making him sleep with her you know or he'll fire her or she'll fire him, I mean. And I was like, what is this movie talking about? So now this drives a wedge between the, the, the wife and the daughter. And, and he's like, Tina, I love you. But then she leaves him. And then there's this really bad attempt at making him seem like he's like a hapless bachelor who's really depressed. It doesn't work. It just looks like he didn't clean his living room one day. I don't know. But whatever. I mean, and then his friend Rick, who's, who, who's a self-proclaimed wigger, comes in. He's like, oh, you should come out and we'll chase tail. And I sound like Norm Macdonald too now. And then he's like, "No, I don't want you. I don't want to do that. I'm. I love Tina. I gotta win her back." And he's like, "You're an idiot." And she's like, oh. "He's like, oh, no, I'm not. I'm MC Kung Fu." And then there's a couple fight scenes. You know, uh, some guy says, "Oh, you made me drop my carton of milk. I'm gonna beat you up now." And they fight, and like that is literally like how these things go. Like some guy will be walking along, and MC Kung Fu just accidentally bumps into somebody, and then they're like, "Oh, we're gonna fight now." And I was like, "Wow." The guy in the with the milk spill was he was a big actual martial artist I think because he was um he was a big dude and he he could really he was actually could uh could kick really well so now you know then he's um then so okay what where where are we at now he so she, Tina has the baby and then he finds out and he's like oh my god but I love you and she and she's like I don't know and then John escapes from the mental hospital. And this is like old school. He's like in a padded room with like the one of those like uh, the straight jackets on. I was like, I don't think that's how that works, but maybe it is. So then he escapes, and then he's like, ha ha, now I'm gonna murder you all. And he takes this baby, and this made me laugh really, really hard. This baby that he's running around with is the whitest Snow White baby in the world, and it's like, okay, MC Kung Fu, black guy, Tina, black lady, baby, really white. I'm like. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, so whatever. I, they just couldn't rent a baby. Uh, that was maybe they only could rent white babies. I don't know. So he's now John has this kid. And he's hanging over the side, and he's like, "I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna torture you, MC Kung Fu uh, Ray, because you 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 ruined my life, and I'm gonna ruin your life." And he's like, "Beg," and he's doing all this dumb stuff. It turns out that uh, John can actually fight, kinda, because he puts down the doll that's supposed to be a baby. At one point, it really was a baby. It really was a really white baby. And then and then it turned into, like, this doll, and it was not good at all. So then they're fighting and fighting, and 
then he dies, and then, I don't know, that's, then they, they love each other in the end, and I was like, oh, I don't know, oh, no, wait, you know, it kept, like, going, and I, like, that's when my brain kind of left my body, I forget the very ending of it, there was something else, because I was like, isn't this done yet, and then, and then there was just, he's like, singing, so there's some, there's some side plots I'm not talking about, because I, I don't care, like, who cares, you know, so, anyway, um, this one, I don't even know what to say about it, and that was part of the problem when I was watching it, now, I've, I've explained it, and I'm sure you, if you haven't watched City Dragon, uh, you know, I'm sure in your head as I was talking about this stuff, you're like, I, I, I'm confused, and I was like, that's the problem, yeah, me too, I watched this movie, and I knew it inside and out, I watched it probably four times now in my life, and you can re- you can make of that what you will, but I, so I watched this stupid movie, and I'm like, what am I to even say about this thing? It's not it's not kung fu enough to be kung fu. Um, it's not black exploitation. It's not. It's just a thing. It's just an entity. Like it is it. It's uh. It's like when you walk in to a party, and someone brought some of that ambrosia salad, and you're looking at it, and you're like, you yeah, know, now that's ham. And that's that's potatoes there, and that's a over there. That's 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 a six pack that drunk uncle brings everywhere, and he just says, "And what the hell is this stuff?" And because it, it's like because it's wiggly and it's kind of melty because it's been sitting out, and there's weird colors. And it looks like it should have some kind of like atomic radiation or something like that. that that's a, that's that's what that's what City Dragon is. So you, you're walking along, you're like, "Oh yeah, look at there, there's Ender Dragon, and then there's Bloodsport. That's cool, you know." And there's a drunken uncle he still has a six pack and then and then what the hell is this thing what is like what's this creamy weird ambrosia salad i don't want this you know and i'm putting that on my plate that's that city dragon that's it's the ambrosia salad of of the of the holiday buffet so yuck that's all i can say yuck i'm gonna give it a yuck out of 10 all right here's some trailers and we come back on to our 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 the second portion of craziness this is a new movie, though. Not new, new, but eh, new for this show. You know what I'm saying. All right, we'll be right back. You don't know the power of the dark side. It's here. Two of the most fearless portrayals ever presented on the motion picture screen. Some of the scenes are so powerful that many have fainted. You will witness the actual birth of a baby before your very eyes. Yes, you too will learn facts and truths you never realized existed. You will hear in person Dr. X, noted commentator. Because of the subject of this motion picture, it will play to adults only. You may faint, but you will never forget Streets Street of Sin and, and Life, life begins. begins. Now showing at the Sheridan Drive-In Theater, Harlem Avenue at 79th Street. So, I mean, what's it like being old? It's got to be weird, right? I mean, you saw a lot of stuff go down. World War I, World War II, the automobile, Tupac. I mean... I once gave Charlie Chaplin a hand job. <laughs> no way! Was he silent? <laughs> Not after I was done with him. I want to tell you of a new motion picture entitled The Undertaker and His Pals. This movie is a shocking expose of a part of the young generation. That part that destroys, the part that plunders and ravages for kicks. This is the story of two knife-slashing, axe-hacking, motorcycle-riding maniacs and their pal, The Undertaker. If you think you can take it, don't miss it. The Undertaker and his pals. 
Shut up, monkey! I got company dues! You are invited to witness a shattering adventure in total fright. <laughs> you have never experienced the sheer terror, the menacing suspense that awaits you when you see Watch Me When I Kill! Watch me when I kill. Rated R. The Dread Pirate Steve being no man's debt. I'll make a barter with you, true's in our star. Right. In exchange for your kindness, I'll be splitting me buried treasure with you. <laughs> Once I find it, that be. All right, we are back. I played Undertaker and his pals because I have a shirt that I've made for uh, in my screen printing business. I I will. Okay, this is shill time, so everyone just buckle up. I'll, I'll try to make this painless. Um, I am rolling out a series of B-movie t-shirts. I have some pretty cool ones. I have a lot more really cool ones that I'm built, that I'm making now. And I'm going to be launching an Etsy store slash link from my daddy screen printing for all these. I know if you're listening to this, you're probably a B-movie fan. You know, once it launches, I'll probably put a link on the site and I would ask you to, you know, click on it. They're not going to be expensive, you know, my... I try to keep my shirts for a working man's uh, budget, so usually, you know, they're like 16, 18 bucks per shirt, and just, uh, you know, that's not free, but it's also not these crazy prices you see sometimes. Anyway, I'll, more more of that to follow. I, you know, save your pennies if you're interested in some cool B movie shirts. What do I have? I have a, uh, I have Scream, Blackula, Scream in a two color. It's a, it's a white and it's a, his face, and Blackula is in black and then red. Scream. That one, that one looks pretty cool. I have that on, like that ash-colored shirts or white shirts. I th- I think that that's a really cool-looking shirt. And Undertaker's pals, and then a Nervorama with the Willowwolves in the dormitory and a different one. So I mean, I'm 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 building them out, and I'm I'm doing the screen printings of them. So you can you're gonna when you go to click on them, you'll see actual ones. And if you dig it, you know, uh, there'll be links and you can buy them. Uh, also, make sure you check out. Um, Facebook pages. I have a Facebook page for Slow Robot A Go Go. I have one for two. I, we have two shows that me and Promi do on indie on Radio St. Pete. One's called the Indie Circuit. That's just independent music and us talking. And the second hour is a uh, Saki Bama Go Go. It's kind of getting a lot of traction. People are digging it. It's like a lot of Japanese scream girl punk, like Five Six Seven Eights, Lulu's Mar- Lulu Marbles, and Lulu's Marble. Sorry. And all kinds of really neat, you know, like I got I got a lot of really cool bands from Korea and Japan that I love playing, and that's on Sakibama Gogo. All those have pages. Please follow them, like them, tell your friends about them. The more people that listen, the better off. I'm probably going to be linking all those shows and more on bunchofdorks.com. Right now the site's kind of homely and broken since like the mid-90s, but... A uh, friend of the show and also contributor to the show, uh, King Don, he does the. There's like buttons on there. Like first one's um, uh, Slow Robot A Go Go. Then the middle one is Two Dimension Podcast, which is like all about comic books. And they, those guys really know their stuff. They're really they're really knowledgeable about a world that I'm not. And then the bottom one is a bunch of dorks. But we're also going to put buttons for the Saki Bomb and the Indie Circuit and everything like that. You know. So we're and and King Don like made this cool looking um, page. So once our webmaster, if we can get him to do it, then we'll all get this up and running. It'd be kind of cool to see a bunch of dorks reign supreme 
and not look so stupid. Although I don't want to say goodbye to the little surprised cat that's been on the side there. I have that little gif of the cat that looks, turns around and looks at the camera and his eyes go really big. So if you like that gif, go to bunchdorks.com. Um, also, if you want to hear like tons of music and on tons of stuff. But, but anyway, okay. I, I look. I said I was like, oh, I'm going to be short with the with the shilling. Here we are, th- four minutes later. Ugh. Okay, sorry everyone. So now, second half, we're going to be talking about 2008's uh, an action adventure sci-fi movie called Babylon A.D. What is this you're thinking? I own this DVD, and I don't know why. Um, this is uh, a Vin Diesel sci-fi future dystopian weird movie. I, I I don't hate this movie. I'm sorry, folks. I mean, I know a lot of people do not care for this movie very much. Um, it's nonsense, but it has its moments. And, and hear me out. <laughs> don't turn. Don't click the I hate Mar, uh, Mao button just yet. I just, just hear me out. I ha- I have some thoughts. So, you know, Vin Diesel plays a, a veteran turned mercenary in this dark, horrible world, uh, and he's a, his name's Torop, and he's in Russia. I don't know why. Uh, and he's just... He, this was like... He was kind of on fire for a while. I, I guess he kind of still is. But, like, he was, like, late 90s, early 2000s. That's, like, his world. That's when he was, like, wow. You know, he was a god among men. And, uh, you know, and so he so he was doing, like, all the triple X. Remember how when everything was kind of soaked in, in this uh, Mountain Dew... An extreme, and it was always like people in dirt bikes going, yeah, woo, and then and snowboarders would like, you know, throw snow up in the air and be like, wow, that's gnarly or whatever. And then, and he was he was of that world, you know, he 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 like helped make that world. I remember seeing that what was that uh, Fast and the Furious. I left that theater, man. I wanted to lower my car and put decals on it and have it sound really fast, and uh, I didn't do any of that. But I mean, you know, so like, and, and for some god no. Some ungodly reason those those Fast and Furious movies just became a franchise and they're still making them today. And I'm like, huh, uh, one was good. But anyway, I actually did like one. And then two was like, okay, I'm, I think this is out of steam. Here we are over at no, Fast and the Furious 28. And now it's now they're on Mars and they're racing Mar- lunar Mars landers. But then they had Triple X where he was like super extreme hardcore weightlifting guy. And then he was in Pitch Black. You know, and I like these are all movies I like. Well, not Triple X. I mean, I've watched Triple X, but I didn't like Triple X. You know, I like the uh, I like the Riddick series, uh, the you know the Chronicles of Riddick and stuff like that. It was very, very weird, creepy. You know, um, yeah, but yeah, my God. So this was just in there. I think they were like, this is gonna be com- this is gonna be go- not comedy gold. This is gonna be gold. They had Michelle Yao, the beautiful, incredible Michelle Yao. Uh, is uh is like a sister Rebecca who's transporting Aurora. This the okay. I'll get into this because uh, now I'm just starting to talk about stuff. So it has Vin Diesel. Okay, super huge dude. Like uh, when he talks, I mean James Earl Jones is like, what's wrong with your voice when he when he talks? That's that's how deep his voice is. I think he gargles lava and cigarettes before he talks. Uh, and then Michelle Yao is just beautiful, stoic. You know, uh, she adds to every movie she's ever been in. I uh, I think very highly of her. You know, um, and then uh, and then Aurora is this timid, meek little girl that's 
you know, first time out of a out of this monastery. Like the story is, it's set in the in the it's set in the future. We don't we don't really know when. It's just you know, he's just in the future, and you know, our hero Turop is hired to hired by this eccentric Russian mobster to transport this girl to New York. And he's like, I can't go to New York because I can't get over the border. And he's like, ah, but here's the deal. If you inject this stuff in your, in your, you know, uh, neck, you'll be, you're going to get past the border because this changes your, your DNA. So you won't be, you know, you'll be able to go through and here's some fake papers and here's a million dollars or half a million, who cares? So he's like, okay, I'll do it. Because uh, he's a no-nonsense guy, and it's some interesting stuff. Like he, you know, the whole there's like this long-running gag where he's trying to light a cigarette. And no one has a match. I don't know what that was about. I, whatever. It kind of made you want a cigarette, though. I don't. I don't know because he always like has it in the Like, oh, this will be so great. Oh, I can't light it. It's like, oh, that's sad. So anyway, no. So he. So he uses as he's going along in this path. So he goes and picks up uh, Michelle. Yeah, or you know. Um, Sister, what's her name in this one? Sister Rebecca. So Michelle Yao's sister Rebecca, and she's she's like wherever Aurora goes, I go. And he's like, well, that's not part of the deal. And she's like, well, I'm making it part of the deal. And he's like, okay, whatever. And they have like this little tete a tete, and then she's like, well, shut up, and, and that's it. And he's like, you're just luggage, and let's go. So so now he's taking her through. He first they try to go to the train, and then that blows up, and they get on it. And there's there are some parts of this movie that really make me. Emo- like not emotional, like I'm sitting there bawling, but um, there there's some parts where emotion does well up. This is a this movie does work on some levels. Like it's not a flop. Well, we'll get to that. Like I I when when the girl is witnessing some because she's the first time out of this monastery and she just they she showed up and they, and then Michelle uh, our, our sister Rebecca raised her and now they're going to New York because this doctor is going to help her be a thing and stuff, and it's very convoluted. I think that's part of the problem, is this plot is a little weird. So anyway, so she's seeing the world, this horrible, war-torn, destructive world, where there was nothing is nice, everything is just hatred and murder and death, and she's seeing this. So it's like a child's eyes, first time they see violence, or the first time they see cruelty. You know, and so you know, there's one part where he goes to an un, into an underworld thing to for his for his friend to help him get passage onto a secret sub, and then with with little like with uh, snowmobiles on their side because there's also deserts are now frozen and blah blah blah. You know all that shenanigans where things are oh it's all turned upside down. So he's he's using his underworld connections. So they're in this part. And they're watching this cage fighter is killing people, and you're like, what is this? And she's kind of crying, like, why? And he looks, this monster, who looks like Zangief from Street Fighter, like, makes eye contact with her. And he's like, oh, she he could see innocence or something like that? So then they're in this place, and this team of parkour, remember parkour? Yeah, sure, we all do. This team of parkour executioners kind of, come in, that'd be a good punk band, Parkour Executioners. So they kind of swoop in doing their little schnazzy jumping around shit, and they're like, hey, Vin Diesel, here's a million dollars if you give us this girl. And he's like, no. 
he thinks about it, and then and Sister Rebecca Michelle, I was like, oh, oh shit, um, and uh, and then he says no, and then they're like, well, we're gonna just take her, and they start flipping around, and he starts beating her up, and then because up to this point he's trying to give Rebecca Sister Rebecca a gun, and she's like, I don't use those primitive things. And I'm thinking, yeah, you don't need to. So then they start, like, then they start surrounding her, and she's, of course, just laying waste, you know. And that's when Vindy's like, oh, you're going to put her away. I'm not even going to pretend to get to that level, because I, I think if I, at a certain level, I'll pull something if I try and talk like Vin Diesel. So, so then he's like, oh, okay, you know, you can hold your own. But then the late, then uh, Aurora is running, and she gets pulled into the cage by the monster. Because they're coming after him, and then Zangi from Street Fighter is like, he grabs her, and he can't talk. He's kind of nuts, you know, and he looks like a crazy person. And then Vin Diesel's like, Vin Diesel thinks he's going to kill her, but really he pulled her in to save her. Like, Zangi was good, just like he said in uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Zangi is good, and, you know, he's bad, but sometimes being bad is good. So he, he's saving her. Then Vin Diesel gets into the cage and is like, give me that girl. And he's trying not to fight him, but then the guy closes the cage and goes, Bam! okay, and this is a new fight. So now it's a fight to the death. Isn't that great? And the girl's like, stop, don't do this, because the guy's beating up Vin Diesel pretty good, because he's, he's about a, a foot and a half to two feet taller than him and, like, gigantic. And, but then Vin Diesel does the classic uh, stranglehold from behind on the on like on, straddling on the back because Vin, Vin Diesel is also a real good murderer. So yay for him. So then he's like, oh, then he as he's murdering her, she's like, stop, stop. She's trying to stop it because he was trying to help. You know, she's like, he's trying to help me. And then he, he so he murdered him. You know, and Vin Diesel, and she and then she left with the parkour guys anyway. I was like, well, then all that was pointless. But then. They're running after him, and then Vin Diesel starts murdering them, the guys, and they're like, because the parkour team's like, oh, we're here for your, from your dad. Your dad sent us. She's like, I don't know my dad. And he's like, oh, now that's a good chance. We'll take you. All you have to do is learn how to jump and run around and bounce off buildings like an idiot. And she's like, I don't, I don't know if I can do any of that. And they're like, well, we'll just take you then. So then Vin Diesel starts shooting them, and, uh, and they do this thing where, like, as one gets shot, the ne- they just kind of file into, like, we'll do anything to protect our queen. And I was like, I don't know about any of that either. So then she said stop, and she goes back with Vin Diesel, and it was kind of like a pointless little cul-de-sac of dumbness, you know. And then they then they go on the boat, and she flips out, and she knows how to use a, a, a sub. She says like I can heal it, I can feel like because it comes up and it gets people on, and then as it's sub- submerging, like the people that were trying to get on the refugees that were trying to get into this sub were drowning and dying, and she's like I can feel them, and she starts flipping out, and then they tranquilize her and pull her aside, and he's like. Okay, what's going on here? And he's like, why am I sneaking her in? Well, how is this lady worth that much? Um, but well, who cares? He, you know, because he's kind of like I'm a, I'm a merc. I don't care. But he, he's a merc with a heart of gold. He's like, he's like Julia Roberts. You know, instead of a prostitute, he's a merc, and he, they both have hearts of gold. You know, and and Richard Gere. And then so he's like, okay, you know. Then they get, then there's a scene with snowmobiles because they got to be extreme. And then there's of course drones are coming to kill the snowmobiles and. And they're fighting, and then Vin Diesel's friend turns on him, but he kills him too, and he kills everyone. And and then uh, you know, lessons were learned. And then they get to New York, and this is there's 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 the dad is this genetic bioengineer guy, and then there's this other plot where you know 
there's this super church um, where like they're like, oh, we're gonna we're leading this new we're gonna take over the world with our super church, and this is our and this is where like the exposition train kind of or dump truck kind of comes and just dumps all over your head, because now it's like, oh my god, what's going on? So he gets her there and he's like, all right, yay. And then the doctor shows up in this really awkward, weird scene, and and they're like, "Oh, well, she's a virgin, but she has she's pregnant with twins." And he's like, "Bendis is like, I don't, I don't get this. I don't understand this at all." And then, and then the audience is like, "I don't understand this either," which is probably why it's uh, everyone's like, "This game, this movie sucks." When, when's he gonna, you know, jump out of a hell, hell, like an airplane with like a snowboard? And so and then like he doesn't. And then like, well, we're walking out. I demand my money back. And and then so then he's like, okay. That's weird, and then he's looking down, and all these factions are coming, and now the the parkour team's there, and the and the and the the Russian mobs there, and then the the church has their fighters, you know, and it's just like this big melee kind of thing. And he's trying to save her, and he's they're running through, and this is where where uh, you know Michelle gets it, and I was I was very sad because I liked her character, and I didn't want her to die, to die, but that's just me, and then. She's there, like the the you know uh, Aurora's there, and there's this explosion because there's DNA seeking missiles flying around, and they're all after Vin Diesel, and he's like, well shit, and then and one of them explodes, and then he kind of wakes up going, Ugh, and and here they put some parts on him, some uh, some robot parts, because the dad's there, and the dad's like, well that's my daughter, and you know they they took her, now we've engineered you, so we gotta go get her and then they then they're kind of all coming after her and then she goes to this place where he used to live in this upstate New York it was like this whole oh maybe I'll go back and fix up the old cabin and like in a post-apocalyptic world you're going to go back to your old cabin eh no, I don't know and then he realizes you know that, that that's no good and oh and the church lady killed the Russian mobster just because she wanted to exert her power, and uh, then the end, they, you know, then they they kind of they, they they escape and or you know they kill off everyone and then that's they they win yay for that. He goes there and um, I don't know. Well, at the end, you know, like because now she's having her kids and then they're like, oh, this is this is impossible. But now we're gonna have the birth these babies and. She wakes up and she's like, "Oh, weird. I'm gonna die now, but I'll have these babies." And I don't know. That's and that's that's you know, <laughs> I, I this was a big this is, this is seventy million dollars they spent on this thing. And it, 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 I don't think it long. I think worldwide gross it it just broke even, but it didn't do so good. And I, th- I think up to this point he was like kind of a, a sure thing. And then you're like, mm, let's just go back to the car thing, Vince. Uh, yeah, uh, not Vince, uh, Vin. And just uh, if you and if you haven't watched, there's a there's a video of him in a rap group from the early '80s where he's very young and he has hair. I advise you to do that. Maybe I'll try and link that to one of the pictures. If you go to my website, slowrobotagogo.wordpress.com, I'll if you click on his face, I'll 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 make sure I link that old '80s rap where he's dancing around. And he like does his butt wiggle thing on the floor pretty funny it's like the worm but it goes sideways i don't know i don't know how he did that eh, it was i like i said this is one i liked a little like i liked it more the first time i saw it 
and I think maybe I, 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 you know, like the 90s wore off and the hangover from the 90s, you know, wore off. So then I was like, oh no, this is, this is, um, this is mid 2000s now. This isn't, this isn't the 90s. So then I was like, yeah, the hell with it. So I mean, to me, it is like a six, seven, ah, six. Seven's pretty high, isn't it? It should be more like a five. I'll just go five, five. That's a, that's a good. It's a five point five. I mean, if you if you like Vin Diesel, you'll enjoy it. I didn't like, you know, he's not a terrible actor. I know some people just fell out of their chairs. He's not. I don't care what you say. He's he knows his roles. He's he's fine. You know, I don't know. He's not, like The Rock is maybe a better actor, but is he? You know, these are all just big dudes. You know, they're all just, they they're any movie they're in, they're they're doing their role. They're fine with their role. So. It's just that they're typecast, kind of. Not so much The Rock. I mean, The Rock seems to be able to do anything. Well, I guess so did Vin... Listen to me. I'm having an argument with myself on air. It's, I'm such a dummy. Um, so, yeah. This is take it or leave it. If you're a Vin Diesel completist, first of all, seek help. Second of all, um, then see it. You know, I'm sure you own it on DVD like I do. Because I own the Pitch Blacks. I don't, again, I don't like Fast... Like, I liked the first Fast and Furious, and then after that, I was just like, I don't want to see any more of this. But, uh, yeah, so, there you have it. Um, City Dragon, don't bother. Babylon AD, if it's a rainy Sunday, eh, go the hell ahead, why not? And you can watch Michelle Yao. That's always a good thing. Alright, that's going to be it for this week. Uh, thanks for listening, and next week, <laughs> the first Slow Robot A Go-Go triple feature. Uh, that's all I'm gonna. That's the only clue you're getting. It's a lot of hurting. This this one this one's gonna hurt me more than it's gonna hurt you. Trust me. I'm gonna watch these three movies and I'm not sure how I'm gonna fill up uh, the show. Cause holy shit, these are the the reason that this show exists. These three movies and I'm watching them all back to back to back for you out there. All right, so that's it for this week. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'll see you next week with more B movie shenanigans. Sing us out of here, green slime. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Pour it on, Morris. Give it everything she's got. Open the door, you'll find the secret. you find the answer if you keep it. Yeah.